So it's the 16th of July, 2022. And this time now is the time for us to train our minds, putting efforts into bringing them to peace, making them firmly established in a single object. And this is what we call samadhi, the firm establishment of the heart. So we recollect and know an object in this present moment. The breath, for instance, knowing the in-breath, knowing the out-breath. And we can bring up a meditation word along with this as well. So on, when we're taking an in-breath, and we have that feeling there of that in-breath, a feeling with the breath uh, touching the tip of the nose. And then when we take an out-breath, then there's that feeling of the breath flowing um, over the upper lip. <clears throat> and if that's not clear for us, then we can get a bit of water. I'm going to place that on the lip and the nose. So there's a feeling of coolness there, it becomes more clear. We can also use a meditation word along with the breath. So on the in-breath we can recite bud, and on the out-breath do. The in-breath bud, the out-breath do. So we try to bring the mind here to this one object. And we also see um, that the mind can go off and think about many different things. Can um, go to the past, be proliferating about the future. And this creates inner turmoil. If we have never trained our minds before, then we just won't have observed that, been aware of that. But as soon as we close our eyes and sit in meditation, then we ask ourselves, well, why is my mind so agitated? Why is it so hot? Why does it feel like it's on fire? And the thoughts can just go on and on without stop, spinning around. They can happen with uh, great speed. But we try to train these minds, doing sitting meditation, walking meditation, looking after the mind so that it's firm, so that our mindfulness is here. And we pay attention to an object. So if we're sitting, then it can be the breath along with buddho. Or some people like to develop loving-kindness in their meditation. So they can use this word metta, on the in-breath metta, the out-breath metta, and that's okay as well. The meaning of this is to have a mindfulness established knowing here in the present moment. And when we begin to experience uh, peace, then these meditation words will disappear without our intending for that to happen. And what's left is just a knowing of the breath as it comes and goes like this. And our mindfulness uh, becomes 
well merged with the heart. And when that happens, then can feel like the thing that we're focusing on can just go away. The mind gathers together, there's lightness in the body and mind, until we're just not aware of the breath anymore. But we shouldn't be surprised here. We shouldn't be concerned that we can't feel any in-breath or out-breath. We just maintain this clarity of mindfulness within the mind itself. At this point, the things that obstruct the mind from reaching into peace uh, get more and more distant, such as this scatteredness of mind, or doubts, or feeling aggravated, annoyed, uh, restless, sleepy, and aversion and ill will. And also proliferation about things that we like, um, senses that we like. These become more and more distant from the heart. And so we know that. If the mind is at peace, we know that. We know right now it's at peace. If there's lust in the mind, then we know that. If there's anger there, we know that. If it's sleepy, we know that. So we have that awareness there. Because if we're not aware of these things, then our minds will always be thinking about them, proliferating along with them. If there's anger there, then always be kind of giving rise to stories of anger. If there's ill will, it'll proliferate along those lines. If there's love and hate, it'll proliferate along those lines. The same with delusion, the same with doubt. The mind can spin stories about all these things, go along with all these things. So we know that, and we make sure our knowing is up to speed with what's going on. And when it is, then the mind can drop into peace. And we do that through maintaining our kamatana. So this kamatana is the basis of our work, that which brings our minds to peace. So this external work, we know that already, the occupations that we do. But now we're doing the work of the mind, this internal work, which is kamatana, that which brings the mind to peace. And when our mind becomes calm, then we see within it a happiness that is something we've never experienced before. It's another kind of happiness. It doesn't depend upon external things. It's not arising due to them. This is a happiness that comes from samadhi. But we need to understand first, however, that this isn't the stilling of the defilements or the quelling of the defilements. Rather, it's just the stilling of the mind. These defilements are still there. And when that peace lessens, the defilements will rear their heads again. But this samadhi, it's a period of time that we can recharge our minds and give them energy, enough power to be able to contemplate the Dhamma that the Buddha taught. So just like how he taught about nature, and that when 
there's the cause for something to arise, then that thing will arise. It's like how we taught about fabricated things. Are they changing and constant? Are they stressful? They're not self. And when our minds have energy, they'll be able to see this with clarity. So this depends upon our peace of mind, and us being able to see this. That when there is this peace, then we gain the wisdom that comes from meditation. So there's the wisdom that comes from thinking, proliferating, that which comes from memory. We all know about that kind of wisdom already. But it's the arising of this wisdom from bhavana, from mental cultivation, that allows us to see things in their true light in a way that's obvious and clear. That relieves all of our doubts. And we see this nature of anicca, dukkha, anatta, and constancy, stress, and not self. So may all of us try to do this so that we are able to see the truth. Because reality is something which is revealed already. And the Buddha himself said that whether or not there's a Buddha who awakens in this world, um, nature is this way. The nature for things to arise, stay for a while, and cease is here. But the Buddha, he taught us, he pointed out this path. He uprighted that which was overturned, opened that which was closed. So it's delusion which closes over our hearts. And the Buddha taught us so that we could open this up, so that we can awaken, so that we can see the truth of all physical and mental things and see their state, how they're not self, they're not me, they're not mine. And if we see that nature with wisdom, then we see the Dhamma. And this is not something which is beyond our capability, if we have effort, if we try. If we set our hearts on this meditation, it's something that we can achieve. But we have to really give it our best try to have mindfulness a lot. And this mindfulness is a quality which gives great benefit. These two qualities, that of uh, sati, mindfulness or recollection, and sampajanya, this clear awareness. So whether we're standing, walking, sitting, lying down, whatever posture we're in, we try to have mindfulness there. And we can keep this meditation word of Buddha along with that then we can understand that it's just that way. We see this nature of suchness. And this is something that we've read before in the scriptures. And we may wonder, well, what's that like? Things being just as they are. The body is just a body. Normally we see bodies as being uh, bodies, as being uh, but the Buddha, he said, they're merely that, they're merely bodies. And we just call them names, we call them a body, but really it's not a being, not an individual, not me, not you. It's not any of those things. It's just a collection of elements that follow the course of nature. And this insight is something that's really quite amazing. 
because we've been born into so many lives already. And in each of those lives, we've always taken this as being a self. That that's how all the people in the world see this, that this is my body. That these physical and mental things are me. But we can also see how no one is able to take these things um, away with them after they die. That they fall apart, they break, and go back into elements. And even though we may have learned that the body is just a collection of cells, that it's just the four elements, that we start off with just two cells, and then these quickly multiply into millions. But these cells, they also have to break apart. They have to decay as well. However, our minds are deeply ingrained with this view that all of this, every single cell in this body, is me. And it's delusion that tells us this. So the Buddha, he taught us this path to destroy delusion. He opened that which was closed. So may we all see this with clarity. May we all put forth our efforts into walking this path of sila, samadhi and panya. And may we be sincere in this. <laughs>